Hello and welcome to Promoted, the podcast which helps people get promoted and be great when you get there. I'm your host, Renee Wooten, aerospace engineer, pilot and professional speaker. And I'm here with my host, Felicity Fury, CEO and co-founder of We Aspire. When we talk about promotion, this could be promoted into a more senior position or recognition for the, your work or your industry promotions. Uh, today, I am going to be asking our host, Felicity, a few questions on uh, what it means to have a career uh, whilst also juggling being a parent. Uh, for me, as a woman um, with a career, it's something that um, I am thinking about in the lead up to having conversations around having kids, is how do you juggle a career whilst having a family? And um, I'm pre-kids, I haven't started that journey yet, but it's definitely something I'm anxious about because I've spent so many years building up this incredible career to then see that traction or momentum kind of slow down is a pretty confronting thought. Um, so today we have our host Felicity on board to share what it's been like, what the journey's been like and how she is juggling career and parenthood. Hey, Renee. Hi, Renee. Hi, Renee. Feeling a bit nervous. We'll see what comes out. So tell me, um, you know, you were once in my position, pre-kids, you had this phenomenal engineering career, your speaking career, consulting career, entrepreneurship career. Um, and then you decided to have your two beautiful kids, Winston and Jemima. Um, how has the journey been from pre-kids into parenthood? I definitely thought leading into it that I would, you know, fall off a cliff and be, I don't know, a different person. I am one of those people who has a psychologist and I feel like the dominant part of our conversation, particularly where I was pregnant, was I was actually even worried that I would change as a person because I it was so unknown to me. It was so foreign. I thought, what if this life experience happens and I'm different? Or, you know, what if I hate being a parent? What if it's, you know, not for me and I've, you know, I've decided this and I thought, yeah, that my career would fall off, you know, off a cliff. I would become, I don't know, in a, in a living under a rock and no one would talk to me. And yeah, my life as I knew it would be over. And I had a lot of people saying that to me, oh, your life would be so different after kids. And I did have that sort of story in my mind that, yeah, my career would also be over. And I remember speaking to a good friend of mine and said, oh, you know, that that saying of when's the right time to have kids? I feel like that's a really common phrase that gets thrown around. And you and often you hear stats like about how women leave the workplace and a whole bunch of other things. So that was the impression going into it. And my good friend said to me, there's always the right time to have a baby. And I thought, that's a really great flip. And how could I make this a bit more of a positive and what is going to be my my narrative and my story on it? And yeah, I've definitely changed my perspective a lot about this journey. Phenomenal. And what is your perspective? What has changed dramatically? The biggest kind of takeaway has been a lot of the limits or the, the ideas I had about it. I put on myself and yeah. I'd have to say I've actually done more with my career. I feel like I can be more of myself since having children and whether you choose to or not, you know, I think that you you do, you know what's right for you, you do you, you figure out what's the, the best approach for you. For me, I found it's helped in a lot of, in so many different ways, made me um, 
a better person. I'm much more compassionate, understanding. I have no idea how much sleep anyone got, you know, the night before. Like right last night, my three-year-old woke up at 2 a.m. and I was in a very deep sleep. And then my one-year-old woke up at 2.30. So I am sleep deprived on this call today and you just kind of get used to it. So it's interesting noticing that performance piece and it's definitely helped me worry about a lot, sorry, worry less about stuff, be less perfectionist. So there's definitely those things that have helped but it's also given me the space, I think, when I had both of my kids to go, okay, I'm actually going to stop and take time out of my regular work routine. And that's not something, as someone who works a lot, I love it. I love working. I love contributing. The businesses I have make so, you know, a big social difference. Having that time to stop and pause and reevaluate has been really, really helpful for me. And Actually, my first parental leave, that's when we started We Aspire and started um, developing first-time leaders. So it actually has enabled so much more of my career and life to unfold as a result, which, yeah, it's been a really powerful journey. It's phenomenal. And I have to say, so we've been friends, I think, since roughly 2016. So going on eight years now. Um, you are just someone I hold so dearly to my heart uh, for many, many reasons. But to see you grow and change and uh, just become empowered to be a parent and juggle your career has been just the most amazing thing to watch as a friend. Uh, obviously, you know, it's quite personal for me too, being a godparent of your kids and just being a part of their journey as well. But uh, you know, knowing you pre-kids and then post-kids uh, and just seeing how you've juggled that has been incredibly inspiring for me, if anything. Um, you know, the few moments that I've called you whilst you've got Jemima and you're feeding her, but you're in New Zealand at a conference and you're about to get up on stage <laughs> and speak. Like, I'm just like, you're incredible. You're busting all of those myths or perceptions that you have to stay home and you have to be there for your kids and you can't make it work. And to see you making it work is just phenomenal. I think some other things that have come out of it is it's made you an incredibly harsh prioritizer. And I think that's such a benefit of coming uh, through parenthood and seeing that, you know, the things that you used to really fixate on or place a lot of importance on become a really easy no now to not dedicating your time to those things has been incredibly empowering. So I think, you know, if anything, it's made you really clear on how you're going to spend your time and why you're going to spend your time on those things um, and then give you really good boundaries around, you know, uh, what you'll allow into your circle and your life. Uh, and what, so. so true. I'm so bad with boundaries, but it has definitely helped. And I feel like <laughs> probably just because I can say the excuse like, oh, I've got a baby when I want to. Um, and that gets me out of things, which, you know, I, I should definitely be more. I find it hard to say, I don't want to do that because I just don't want to do that. So uh, some I don't, you know, often play the parent card, but it does definitely help me harshly prioritize. And it is real for me around. Literally, if I'm saying yes to this opportunity, it means I'm saying no to spending time with my children. And um, I remember when I stayed at your place, Renee, in Sydney, that two weeks the opera house, and it was this amazing opportunity. And they asked me to come back again and 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 do it and host it and do it again. And I just went, you know what? I just don't right now. I don't want to spend two weeks away from our yep. era. I just yep. don't. It's not worth it for me. Um, this year, we're going to be traveling to Sydney and Melbourne to deliver some of our programs. And we go, okay, how can we make that work for us? We're actually bringing our children with us. We're bringing the babysitter. You know, we'll have the um, Airbnb house with all the people inside. Um, and that's just what we want to do because we want to have our kids 
with us and see that and role model that for them as well. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're taking the family mobile. I love it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. And you know, clients have been really amazing. Um, just the other day, we were catching up with um, a construction company, and I'd brought Jemima, and I, I said, "Is it okay if I bring her?" And they were like, "Yes." And it happened to be three m- women in the room, and my husband was on the phone um, in the meeting, and all the women were like ooing and ahhing over Jemima, and it actually was kind of a distraction because we were distracted by the cute baby, which was probably the main reason we shouldn't bring the baby to the meeting. And then I caught up with them again, and um, the key client walked around the, the the corner of the office and went, "Oh." I thought you were bringing the baby again. I have to go, no, I'm not to this guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's been so cool as well to see that, you know, that's what, this is what we're about with We Aspire is creating these inclusive and diverse workplaces for young leaders and particularly for women, that is a really tricky time when you're wanting to go into leadership roles, you've got young, you know, young kids and, um, navigating that can be difficult but it's been awesome to see in our clients that they're embracing that and that even for me and we actually just are about to launch a new program with this construction company and um one of the women on the very first call said um you know i'm 11 weeks pregnant and we went awesome and we know exactly how to do with this and we're gonna have another conversation with her they said bring the baby you know whatever you need how can we support you so um i feel like the world is changing as well when it comes to that and i just have to keep reminding myself a lot of those perceptions I have about being a working parent come from my own stereotypes and even to the extent that I feel like oh no I should be taking responsibility for the kids my husband says no they're my kids as well like I need to be an equal partner and there's a lot of research actually um there's some stuff that's just come out recently from ANU about how picking your partner is a really key thing to get right if you want to have a successful career which I think is super fascinating absolutely and I think you two are such great role models for having an equal relationship and you know supporting each other wholeheartedly to both achieve not only your career goals but your family goals as well together Um, I've absolutely been kind of amazed and inspired by the relationship you both have and I've taken a lot of the things that you guys have done in your relationship and introduced them into my relationship too Um, whether it's you know having transparent conversations or uh, you know sharing the load and just trying to work through uh, the flexibility that you give each other. So, for instance, you know, Michael taking the kids for half a day so that you can podcast with me um, uninterrupted and then, you know, you giving him that opportunity so that he can go and spend some alone time or catch up with friends or, you know, think about work. So, um, I think they're beautiful examples of how you really make sure that being a parent is completely intertwined with achieving your career goals. What I think that you also have um, going for you in the lead up to and, and kind of transitioning into parenthood with your career is you're incredibly passion focused. So your work and what you do for work um, is your passion and you're giving back to the next generation. Uh, you're constantly kind of, um, you know, filling your cup up with not only your family time and your, but your work as well. Um, what would you say, Felicity, to somebody that's not in their dream career and kind of heading into parenthood? How do you think that that's going to affect their next steps? Really good question. And something that I really changed my mind on, and I am someone who is very career focused and really driven. I was in a role going into my first parental leave stint that was really interesting and really exciting for me. And um, this is before I started the business. And 
I actually found the role um, the role changed and it became a role that wasn't as exciting and one that I could do quite easily and there was also less opportunity for career development. Um, so at the time I was working at a university and was working on this special project and the special project actually basically got cancelled. Um, and so this you know, future career I'd seen was no longer a possibility. Then I was working within an existing system of the university where they say, oh, you need a PhD to progress. Okay, I don't have one of those. If I do it part-time, it's going to take another seven years. <laughs> Maybe no. So it was quite interesting to me and I had really good parental leave and I got paid basically it was things like four months full pay and then the rest of the year at 60% of my salary. Wow. Amazing. That and the Centrelink money, I got paid more than if I had stayed at work that year. So it was amazing. So parental leave it is so good, highly recommend. And then yeah, so then I was coming back, yeah. You know, so then it was sort of, oh this this isn't a job that I love. And I'm someone who I can't sit down with my boss and say like, yes, I love this. I'm going to go, I'm doing my PhD, but I'm going to go do my PhD and be like a good student and like a good employee and tick all the boxes. I couldn't just pretend. And so I actually said to them, look, this job is very easy. But for me right now, this is what I need because parenting is hard. And I have my side projects and they're my challenge. And I really, again, like struggle talking to my psychologist about this because I thought, oh, can I have a job that ticks boxes that is just so unaligned and inauthentic to who I am? I found it really, really hard. And I also have my family and I also have my passion projects. And so, and you need to have your finances work too. So it was tricky for me to say, okay, I'm going to have a job that's quite, you know, that's really, I can turn up and do it and I can do a really good job. Like I was performing in my role, um, but it was a, a tricky thing to kind of get my head around to go, okay, what are those priorities and what is important? So I think if you're someone who you might, you might be in a role, you might be going into being a parent, still unsure about it. Um, it actually really helped me and, and everyone's going to be different, have a role that was kind of easy because there was just so much other stuff going on in my life. So I think there's like seasons of life, there's you know seasons of when you can do things. And that was maybe how I justify it, some people would say, but it did also really work. And um I then had my second parental leave, which again, I got paid um, basically for the whole year, which was great, um, which enabled my family. And without that, that really wouldn't have had, um, I wouldn't have had that capacity to work on my passion project. So it's kind of like, well, if I don't have this and I can't do the passion project, so it, it does work out. But it, it's, been a, it's been a really challenging thing for me personally to work through and figure out. So I think it comes down to what are your priorities, what's important to you and um, yeah, Something sometimes you you do need to sacrifice um, to have all those things that you want. Um, yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. And I think, um, yeah, to your point, a season and a reason um, is mm. more efficient justification as to why you have a job for the sake of having a job, as opposed to doing something that's really passionate, you know, mission driven. Uh, reason I asked that question is because I was speaking to this incredible woman um, who does a lot in the nonprofit space, in the First Nation space, and uh, she's a lawyer and she ended up working for a commercial law firm. And then once she had her first baby, um, she just realized that it was so unaligned to her values and that she was spending all this time at the law firm and not able to spend that time with the baby. And she ended up having this kind of um, 
not midlife crisis, but almost just existential crisis of like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I doing this? Uh, and I think if anything, it was a really good turning point for her to get really clear on her values and boundaries and what she really wanted out of life. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think that that's a beautiful gift that having a family gives to you is just that sense of clarity and um, awareness. So, what would your one piece of advice be, Felicity, to um, you know someone who's about to start a family? Uh, and heading in with this kind of dark cloud of perception and done them going to be hard and parenthood's hard. So- uh, oh, one piece of advice, it's tricky. I think I was really, like the approach I took was that I have no idea what to expect and have no expectations about it. And that I think really helped me as someone who wants to know how things are going to work, have everything figured out, have everything planned. Um, my son actually, when he was born, he was born with hip dysplasia. He also had um, a transverse cleft lip, which means the corner of his mouth, he had a cleft. And so he needed a bunch of surgeries. And I was so glad that I'd really cleared space for that particularly that first year because I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And uh, lots of people have babies that are um, born with all kinds of things. And it was so unexpected for me and he's had a bunch of surgeries and that was very challenging emotionally. And I had to give a lot emotionally to that situation. But I'm also really grateful that it happened because it had me really stop and think about what's important. And I think if I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't have really paused and taken note of, okay, cool, this really matters and this is really important. So I think having no expectations of it was really helpful because it cleared that space for whatever is going to come up. And that's definitely relayed, you know, put that back on myself too, is I still want to achieve all these things. And then and I am harsh on myself to go, oh, but, you know, is this, is parenting or these other things I'm choosing to spend my time on, um, you know, limiting that. But now I think I'm still going to achieve all of the same things that I want to achieve. It's just going to be over a longer time period. Um, and that's okay. It's going to take as long as it takes where uh, for the first time this year, my goals this year are actually the same goals I had last year. And I'm like, great, that's so easy. The goals are the same. Perfect. Because I haven't achieved them yet and it's something I'm still working on. And I feel so centered and clear and certain about being on the right path because it's the path continues and it's less about the time it takes and it's more about it'll it will I mean, I'm taking action I'm not like oh, I'm slacking off um having a good time over here no we're still working hard um, but we just haven't figured it out yet and that's something new for me about being okay with that time frame um because we're not going to get that time with our kids back I think that's so phenomenal and I almost feel like that's the definition of happiness is like being in the current like day to day um, and enjoying the journey, not the destination. And Mm. that to me is, it's really beautiful to hear that you're at that point in your life because I think for a long time that I knew before kids, you were always so fixated on the destination, the goal, got to get the goal, got to get the goal. So yeah, what a long way that you've come and I'm so proud to see that you've kind of reached such a beautiful place in your life where you're really comfortable and happy and so good thanks for that i love that you've been able to ask me these questions because you have seen the full journey you know pre-kids during kids and and all of that um and it's great to hear your reflections and i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna throw back to you now the question (laughs) is it yeah is it through i guess watching this journey of one of you know one of your friends has there been things that you changed your mind on or perceived differently or has it had you think differently about potentially becoming a parent in the future? 
Yeah, I think it's had a really positive effect on me because um, I can see now that it can be done, that, uh, you know, the stereotypes and the social expectations and norms are not uh, are not the norm. And that's probably some sort of stereotype and expectation that society places on you as opposed to what you can really craft and create for yourself. So if anything, I feel relieved and I feel almost excited to enter that chapter of my life when it's ready and when I can. Um, and yeah, I think I have one final question for you, which is what are the support mechanisms that unlocked that success for you? So obviously you spoke about your husband really supporting you, Michael, he's phenomenal. Um, but what were the other things that you relied on to really make that transition a bit easier? Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting because, um, I think family is something that um, a lot of people have um, often when they've got young kids. So when our son was born, it was actually, I think, um, six weeks after COVID lockdowns began and my mum couldn't visit me. No one could really come to our house. And my husband's family lives in New Zealand and England, so they're definitely far away. And I'm going to sneeze. Oh, thanks. <laughs> We didn't have a lot of family support and then we did have a babysitter. I remember my husband that like, you know, our baby first was like six weeks old, like, let's get a babysitter. And I was like, no, like, it's fine. I'm just going to like struggle and like do it on my own. And he's often like really good at seeing a bigger picture and sort of like a long-term effect of if we keep doing these actions, we're going to, you know, fall over in a heap. So uh, him suggesting and me, I, I had to be open to his help, which was actually quite tricky. Um me to ask to say yeah for help um and that's one thing I said to myself becoming a parent that if someone asked me for help even if it's like to carry a bag or a suitcase just say yes and accept the help like no matter what it is who it is if it's like putting a pram on a, tra a train or a tram or whatever just say yes for help and um I think I've really had to yeah be more open to saying yes to that um to that support and just like literally like the little things like yeah can I help you with carrying your groceries so I'm so proud I'm like no I'm a strong independent woman do it all on my own it's like deprived and fatigued and just name it um yeah so like I was like shocked I was like as if we could get a babysitter when he's like six weeks old like that's ridiculous and he's like well I'm getting one because I'm getting a break because I'm doing he did like a 6 p.m to like 10 p.m shift the baby every night he's like well I'm gonna get a break for at least one night and then I was like hey if he's getting a babysitter what and then I should get one <laughs> so um it was really quite funny but yeah I've really had to be more open to to like little things for help um because I, I don't want to I really have like um the perspective for me is often I have something to prove. Maybe it's, you know, oh, she's the one female engineer in the room. Oh, I've got to prove that I'm right. I've got to prove that I know the answer. And I felt like I had to do that. Um, oh, isn't. <laughs> I think it is. So, yeah, getting help um, from babysitters. And, look, I don't, not everyone has that available financially, um, but, you know, even um, like our neighbours that we've met, in moving to Nambour, they offered to take care of our kids and we've become really good friends with them. And even if it's just like them taking the kids for an hour or have a nap, it's just been, you know, so, so helpful. Um, so, yeah, I think being being open to help has been a really big one. And I really don't like it. I still hate it. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But how much do you appreciate those hours? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's it. 
And they, and you know what? Like I learned so much. Like our neighbor Barry up the road, he started holding Jemima facing outwards and she stopped crying. And I thought, oh my God, I've never seen someone hold a baby facing outwards. And it was a game changer for like oh mum. She was just obsessed with facing outwards. And I thought, oh my gosh, like I, like I thought, oh, I'm the mum. Like I should know like more about my baby. Not neighbor up the road, Barry got five kids in his sex, dude. Aaron's a lot of it. A lot to learn from Barry. I know, right? Amazing. <laughs> Well, we've heard it here. Uh, managing being a parent and juggling your career, it is possible. Thank you so much. Yeah. This has been a phenomenal conversation as always. Thanks, Renee. You're awesome. Bye.